You're listening to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lou Mead, and today I have a phenomenal guest to the show. You better believe it. Today we have Deborah Johnson. And let me tell you, this young lady has written multiple books and albums, hundreds of songs and musicals. Yep. And she's the producer of the popular podcast, Women at Halftime. And she is just ready to share some knowledge on how to maximize your skills, talents, and resources to make the second half better than the first. I like that phenomenal halftime. You know, so sometimes you got to break things into quarters, but she's breaking it into two. So let's bring her on to hear her input on this. So with no further ado, Deborah, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. It's great to be here. And I love the best morning routine ever. I am a, I'm not really a morning rich person, but I get up very, very early. And yeah. Start very early. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. And I loved it that you called me a young lady. So that was good too. So. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. We will hear about your morning routine at the end, whatever that may be, because that's the beauty of the morning routine. It's whatever helps you get up, dress up and show up so that you can write right. your your musical and all that good stuff. So right. before we jump right into it, please, please tell us about your journey thus far. How did it evolve? Well, it started, of course, young, and I've been in music for a very long time. But this, the field that I'm in currently, as I've expanded into speaking, writing books, and and a lot of online content, it's all pretty much connected because mm-hmm. it's encouraging people on their journeys and. Yeah making them happy in life pretty much as they're able to find the skills. And because I've been teaching for so long, I started teaching at the age of 13 and uh, privately. And then I taught adults at that age as well. So it was uh, was music, music, Mm. piano. I I wanted to do that instead of pull weeds and babysit. So I wanted to, (laughs) I could earn more money teaching piano and that got me through, basically got me through school. So doing all of that and, but it was, it was pulling out the uniqueness of Mm -hmm. every single student and setting routines and how they can move forward. Uh, My students were very successful and it helped me learn right along the, uh, along the way. Yeah. And uh, it was a lot of fun and have never really quit because even what I do with speaking and writing books, I'm still teaching pretty much because we are still training in some ways. And in music, sometimes you're just, when you write musicals you you still train people in some way because you're you're showing them a story and so mm-hmm. that's it's all kind of connected that so understanding that and my purpose became clearer and clearer as i had to keep reinventing my life at different times so you have to redefine that and refine it for at that point and when people say halftime the internet says halftime is officially at age 40, which comes really fast. Okay. Really fast. Uh But you know, some people I I work with, they say, Oh, I'm in the kind of like, maybe I'm in the two thirds time. (laughs) But usually it's people around 45 ish, 50 ish. And you're asking now what's next or 
you know, I've done, been there, done that. Now I've had all of this experience and now what do I do? Or with all, especially what we've just gone through with shutdowns and with everything mm-hmm. else. Okay. I'd like to do now some of the things I've put off for like years and years. So those, those are the type of, you know, questions I get. I, I think awesome. that was enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. I love that you say with every season, you have to modify it, right? right. You have to modify and tweak your purpose and your life exemplify that because, you know, you're writing books now, but it was musical, mm-hmm. it was albums, it was right. songs, and you were a teacher at 13. So it kind of evolved. Right. The progression was nice to see. Yep, it really does. But a lot of people discount their skills. They discount their experience. And I was actually ready to do some of that as well because, you know, the music's easy for me at this point. And, mm-hmm. you know, I still work for Disney. I still do. I think I can sit and play for hours and hold a conversation and, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so you tend to discount some of that experience that you've had. And I don't, I don't like to just show it off. I just, I work at it. It's just, it's fun, but I needed to take a step back in my life. And I didn't want to discount what my experience was and, and working as a headliner and doing all the projects. And now I'm asked a lot is how in the world do you get projects done? How do Mm -hmm. you finish them? And I can help you. (laughs) I know there's no set system one system because everybody has to set their own system pretty much, but it just needs, you know, that push and the, and you talk about habits as well. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that creative process. That's that same question. Like, how do you get it all done? What's the time management? How do you get in the flow and kind of stay there? Because you mentioned in the flow, People think that when you are a writer, that it's just this, okay, I'm inspired. I'm going to just sit down and write. Writing is a discipline. It is an all-out discipline, right? You get better at it or you get, because you've set a routine, writing is rewriting. So it's not something, sometimes you do have these moments of inspiration, but then you go back to them and go, oh, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. (laughs) But... It is, you have to set the time aside to be creative and you won't always feel creative and you just have to set the time to just start doing the work and you find that you build upon that. And I always say there's, there's layers of that that happening that are happening. Time blocking is big. I can hear that would be beneficial in, in a, in a process such as this time blocking and ensuring you just get a couple of pages done or just get your thoughts on paper and don't worry about the editing piece of it because we can be overly critical. Right. Oh, totally. People throw their work away. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. In that process. How is it like working for Disney? Oh, I've I've worked for Disney. I love it. You know, I call it, you know, working for the mouse. Um, And plus (laughs) I'm in an area because I've been in music. It's Uh I, I get to bring joy to people. So, and I've worked with them probably about 25 years and people are so impressed when they say, oh, you work for Disney. You know, I know, I know someone who works for Disney. I said, there's thousands who work for Disney yeah. in every single area, but it's a really, it's, it's not been my main gig because I've done large, huge, larger, a lot of larger things, but it's just fun because it's an organization that. They treat me well as a musician and mm-hmm. I can just drop in and, but it's not only just music, it's an entertainment. 
because you are, you are connecting with people and you're telling them the stories. You're doing all of that at the same time. You're meeting people from all over the world from what I do. And so, yeah, it's, it's been, you know, I sign my life away every year on a contract and I'm an independent contractor. So mm-hmm. that's, that's how that's worked. But there's a lot of different areas that people have worked with them and some have greater experiences than others. And uh, I've heard all of those as well, because they do work you hard in many areas, too. So anyway, yeah. but then, yeah. Miss the storytelling. You get to bring joy, not just in kids' lives, but uh, adults, because those adult totally. shows, somebody got to sit and watch that with the kids. And there is really a lot of value. Yes, added. there totally is. And when you see the smiles of people coming in. And that was the hardest things. I just, I don't want to get political here, but it's very tough when you're in a position like that to have a mask on your face because you Mm -hmm. can't smile at the people. You Mm -hmm. can only see sometimes you can't even recognize them. So, but that's what it's all about connecting with the eyes and your smile and your words. And Mm -hmm. so when you can understand each other and even I've had wonderful experiences with these parents who have brought back really challenged children's children Mm -hmm. in uh, disabled and you can see the light in their eyes and their smiles. And it's just, it's just so beautiful to be able to do, but it, that applies toward every single area of business. People are just very interested in that because they, you know, but, but it, every area of business to be able to bring the smiles and the, the satisfaction of moving forward in life. Mm, I like that you correlated with business because right. as you are building you're, what you're passionate about, the goal is to serve others, right? That's why we get into a business. We offer them a product or service. A right. book. Right. A piece of, piece of music. So the goal is to receive that, that feedback of enjoyment, wanting to do work with you. How do we define what makes us so unique? What do you think? How do we define what makes us so unique? Part of that is that you need to do some self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And everyone is different. I mean, all you have to do is go to any sort of public venue and look around and look at the number of people. And everyone's mannerisms, yeah. tone of their voice, uh, their experience, even if they have the same sort of experience and background, their skills are still unique because they're going to have a unique area that stands out. So I help people identify those unique areas, but it takes reflection. Uh, I'm big on journaling and you don't have to journal long. You can do a couple lines, but just put down your thoughts. And as you interact with either other people or, or content that you're able to do, and I put out a lot of content but you're able to uh, be able to evaluate yourself in some of that and move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being able to stand out, especially even within business, right? Why would people want to do business with you? You know, I'm reflecting yeah. on that. Right. Right. Was that a question or was that a no, comment? I, I'm asking, it's a comment. I'm saying, yeah, that was a comment. Like considering reflecting on that, why would people want to do business with you? Essentially that, that personal branding, you right. know, as an author, you got to publish the book. You got to get the word out. You know, you have to put your brand out. So let's talk about how your personal branding aspect of yeah. business. 
Personal branding, that's a, um, a really huge subject. Uh, you've got opinions everywhere on that. Mm-hmm. I have found the personal branding, because I've had so many opinions and you know people that come to me and they want to help me brand my message and promote and you know I can help you in all these areas. One of the best ways for me to evaluate that is to take a step back and really understand who I am first, mm-hmm. because that's the authenticity. And that's where I was negating a little bit of that, of that I love to create, period. I can I love to create. And my main uh, emphasis right now in creating products are companion products or kind of revamping some of my current products to enhance how I can help people. But it's stepping back and understanding what will communicate with others and that authentic self. I don't need to be by like anybody else. I don't need to look, all my posts don't need to look just the same, you know, to have that branded a certain way. As I wrote my latest book is called The Summit. It is an allegory. And in it is the social media circus. Okay. In it, you have these different areas that you visit. And our little character, her name, her main protagonist, her name is Mallory. Her name is, it means ill-fated. And when she finally gets to her summit, her name has to change and it changes to Andriette, which means strong and courageous. But she has to go through the social media circus and she's attracted to all of the other brands out there that are really in their influencers. They're all doing amazing things. But then she sees them on the roundabout and she, as she's stuck on this roundabout and she realizes those people, they look a lot different than when they're in their memes and they're in their, you know, who are these people? So I think a lot of this in our personal branding, we have to really step back and make sure we are authentic to ourselves, what we are called to do, our life mission. I'm huge on your core competencies, but also on your core message and your core values. And all of those come through with your branding. And and it's going to take a little time. There's no one set way to do that. And you discover, because I have so many areas in my business, it it, it feels connected in some ways, but in other ways, I just have a lot, a lot of product, a whole lot of product. So when you when you have a lot of product, you are putting advertisement out in different areas, and you, you but you want the branding, the authentic, the uh, how am I going to say the authenticity yeah. <laughs> to be consistent with all yeah. of it. Yeah, across the I board. I hope that made I, sense, and I hope that did. answered your question. <laughs> it did very clearly, and in being and you added that journaling actually helped draws that out. Right. You know, being able to become aware of who your what your voice is, who you are, and how right. how you can be um, you can stand apart right. from everyone. So I have to ask, what's your second half look like? I am doing exactly what I want to do in my second half. Exactly. And uh, I just talk, spoke with a colleague, a professional colleague yesterday, and we talked about this because as speakers, the model used to be you show up on a stage and, and I've shown up on a lot of huge stages and you do your keynote and then, you know, you come home and then you fly out the next weekend and you do something. Well, now it's a lot different. We can do a lot of things online. I take a certain mm-hmm. amount of select events 
but a lot of things that we can do absolutely online and I can keep writing and I never have to quit really until my, yeah. my kids put me in a home and I <laughs> say, okay, mom, I think you're starting to not make sense, <laughs> but that'll be, they're good boys. I, I raised three sons too. So, but I've worked my business around to be able to have time. That's part of my core values with my family. And at this point in my life, there's a lot of my travel now that I want to do, not just for business. I've traveled a lot, but I want to travel with my husband. And I also, that we've been married for a long, a lot of years and we made it this far. So I want to enjoy these years yeah. and visiting our sons who are kind of spread out a little bit. And so I combine some of that travel with it and, and I help people work remotely as well, because I want to be able to work remotely in my business so I can help mm-hmm. others to do that. And there's a lot of things that you need to put in place to do that. But we have a lot of tools with automation and all of that. Delegation. So, yes. So a lot of that, I'm doing exactly what I want to do. I work very hard. I get up very early and I work and we'll get to our routine pretty soon. But but I do get up early and I get a lot of things done. And then I know I can take, I have to plan ahead, you know, when I'm going to be gone. I know I have to have podcasts scheduled. I have to have the videos done. I have all of that, the content, all the newsletters done, all of that scheduled, any other appointments, I work around that. And then, you know, I'm freed up. So to travel, to do what is it that you love doing and it's writing, it's creating content. Essentially, mm-hmm. and it's serving um, your audience in that way. So, tell us about those those habits that help you to do what you do, what you love. You know, how do you get up, dress up, and show up? What's your morning routine like? Well, everybody's going to love this. How early I get up. I, I was born on a dairy farm, so I get up early. I say I get up early with cows. <laughs> you know, I get yeah. up really early. But um, the first thing I do when I get up early is I spend a little time with my journal. And in a devotional time, I get into, I'm a woman of faith. So I get into, uh, I read a little bit of the scripture right now. I'm in the Psalms. I love those because the Psalms of David, they're written in musical form. So those are really wonderful to go through and they're very refreshing. And it just, it fills my soul. And I just write a couple lines, usually a response or whatever I'm going through. And then I usually exercise. I like to get it done early. I started doing that when we had three three boys, four and under. It was crazy time. And so I started yeah. doing it early. I like to get it out of the way. Right now That's in right. Southern California, it's very hot. So I like to get it done when it's not as hot. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I will, I will exercise usually for a good hour. Mm-hmm. And then I have coffee with my husband. And I've usually been at my computer a little bit too. So I have thoughts that we're going to talk through. He's one of my sounding boards. I bring him on my podcast once a month. He's a great guy. He's a former professional athlete and and he's been an RIA, which is a um, registered investment advisor. So he has a lot of things he can share. And it's really fun for us to be together. But we talk through some of the things I'm doing, a lot of things I'm running through articles. Okay, what about this? Do you have any other ideas? And that's, that's kind of fun for us to do in the mornings. And then I just really start full on. And I mean, I've already started my, I've already been up yeah. for at least two hours and all that. Yeah. But my, my morning starts usually the night before or the couple mm-hmm. days before because I've got it planned. I know what I'm going to be doing. I do live streams a couple couple days a week. So I know I'm set up for that. I have the script already done for that. That's all 
pretty much done because I always said I used to show up at the gym. Now I've worked out. I've gotten used to working out with some equipment we have here and I take my bike out and all that stuff. But I used to say, you know, I would show up at the gym. Basically, I'd send my body there and my mind would follow later. So, <laughs> you know, but especially when you're facing stress. And I tell young, mo- young moms this all the time. And right now I have granddaughters. So I know I look much too young. No, yeah, but I do. I have two, two granddaughters, <laughs> which is fun having after having three sons. But um, I've told those young moms who I've worked with, is that exercise, you have to get out and exercise when you have those young kids because it's such a good stress reliever. You don't want to put all that stress on a spouse if you, you know, if, if, mm-hmm. if you hopefully you are developing a, some sort of relationship there too together. But, you know, a lot of times it's just so much tension because it's, it's stressful. And especially yeah. when these, you know, moms are doing handling, you had kids at home and all of that, more of that. And so, yeah, get out and do something for yourself. And you exercise is one of the best things. Just work that yeah. body. Yeah. Well put. I'm not a mom yet. I In three months, I will be. I'm pregnant with my first child. Good, <laughs> and good. so my husband and I are super excited. But even that exercise is true in preg- during pregnancy. It's almost like yeah. you're training your body for a marathon, your labor. Yes. And so you keep it going. Yes, you definitely are. You definitely are. So... Yeah, well, congratulations to you. That's exciting. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I, I like your, your morning routine, the devotional piece of it, like prayer in the morning really mm-hmm. sets the tone for the rest of the day, even the, for being grateful, you know, yes. that, that attitude of gratitude. That really definitely is. And when you mention prayer, when you have adult kids, it changes from just being so hands-on with them and raising them to watching the journey. It's just yeah. different with adult kids. We have adult kids. Fortunately, they are all yeah. lunched. <laughs> it took a while. Yeah. But at this point, the best thing I can do for my kids is pray for them and for their relationships. It's the best, best thing. First of all, it helps me not yeah. worry about them. And it was so funny because when I started doing more travel Because when the kids were very young, I started doing more local work and I backed off of doing a lot of travel and I I started doing more private teaching and at the university as I've taught at colleges. But when I started doing more travel, my my sweet mother, I've lost her now after a couple of years, I lost her a couple of years ago, but she would ask me every time. Well, is Greg going with you? Is Greg going? I said, Mom, no, I'm going on. It's so busy when I travel for work. I hit that, you know, I am working the whole time. This is not a vacation, but she was so worried for me. But one of the best examples that I've always had of her life is she would get up very, very early. And I, I had two sisters, so she was, you know, that was quite something too. raising three. Uh, she raised three girls, but she would get up very, very early, lock herself into the bathroom and pray for us just all by herself, too. And that was such an example to me because there's a release that you have because you can't control their lives. They mm-hmm. have to make their own decisions. And as our kids grow trusting that it's, it's a tough one because you, I still want, and they'll tell me when I tell them, it's like, mom, I know it. I got it. You know, now it's really, it's just, you know, you don't. So it's, uh, it's just a different relationship. 
So that sort of element in our lives, it helps us with a lot of areas too, not just our kids. It helps us in our businesses. It helps us in our personal lives. It helps us if we're struggling physically. And if you've had physical problems, weight problems, whatever, and just being able to kind of journal about that and give that over and refocus your mind again. And every day is a new day. As you get out there and you see that new sunrise, it's like you're given another chance. Go for it. You know, so that's a great thing. Such great motivation, Deborah. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. You're going to touch somebody today. I really, really am honored to have had the chance to hear your story, to be inspired by you. Um, tell us, how can we connect with you? How can we find you, your books and all the things that the second half of your journey? Uh, the best way is just to get and receive my weekly articles. And mm-hmm. those come through my newsletter. And I don't spam you. I don't over, you know, so you sign up on some of these lists. You get something every day. I don't. Uh, it comes once a week. And then once a week, there's the podcast. It, it releases the podcast as well. But you can get there from goalsforyourlife.com forward slash newsletter. Very easy. Goalsforyourlife.com forward slash newsletter. And there's a link to uh, my podcast on there as well, Women at Halftime. And of course, I have other websites. I got a huge YouTube channel, but I've got uh, Deborah Johnson Speaker. You can see my, you know, how I I do things on some stages and also djworksmusic.com there. And I do launch my Hero Mountain Summit only twice a year for individuals. I don't do a lot of individual coaching, but that program, I let people sign on individual. It's an accountability program, a lot of input for you. And I just do that twice a year and uh, called Hero Mountain Summit. But you'll get all of that information if you get onto and follow me on social media. And I have my articles all come out on LinkedIn. So you can follow those um, now that they have the newsletter sort of format. uh, You can follow that there. So there it is. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing, Deborah, and thank you for coming on the show. I do have to ask, how early are you getting up? I'm at 4, <laughs> 4.30. How early? I'm at, yeah, I'm at four, about 4, 4.15. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just, you know, I just wake up early. I think it's a little bit hereditary because my dad got up so early and... I don't know. I started getting up early when I had those kids and, and it was, it was quiet (laughs) early in the morning. And I was working when I had young kids, I was also working as a music director. So I would do a lot of my work very early or later at night. And I homeschooled Mm -hmm. for three years and which I strongly believe in. And I really (laughs) encourage those parents that are doing this because our kids learned things. And my middle child, he's the one that wore me out. He's the attorney now. Okay. We knew he was going to be an attorney at two, mm-hmm. but, uh, but they know their phonics and they got a lot of those basics that were great. So, and I think during that time, I just got up really early and then stayed up till I got things done then because it was pretty busy throughout the day. I was still teaching as well. I would have somebody in to help me on that with the kids, but usually you know, I would, I would get that routine started 
it was your you time. Yes. Because you, you had to show up for everyone else throughout yep. the day. I you sure it. do. You sure yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for so much for sharing and joining us today, um, Deborah. It's been an honor. Well, it is an opportunity that I never take for granted. And I really, really appreciate it. You're a delightful host, hostess, <laughs> I should say. And um, you were very thought out on your questions. And I hope this really does encourage some people. I'm not hard sell on anything I do. Please just connect with me to be able to get any of the material that I provide. I provide a lot of it, but it was just an absolute pleasure getting to meet you and what you are all about too, which is helping people with their routines and that uh, the routine, a strong habit and a strong routine can, it has the power to change your life. So you are helping people. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right, morning enthusiasts. That's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the best morning routine ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time.